All right, you better hang with me. All right, here we go. Everybody be seated. Grab a Bible. Grab a Bible. It's got 66 books in it. All downloaded by the Holy Spirit. Inspired. Inspiration. Inspired by the Holy Spirit. It's not People Magazine. Right? It's not of mice and men. It's the holy, inerrant, infallible, indestructible, undeniable, living word of Almighty God. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. So that is not a normal book. It is in no way usual. It is in no way ordinary. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20 in that Bible say, my son and daughter, attend to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from your heart. Keep them in the midst of your eyes, for they are life to you and health to all your flesh. The word health translates medicine. So God's word is a medicine to all your flesh. Your flesh is anything other than your spirit. So it involves your soul. Man is a spirit. If I say anything close to right, just touch your neighbor. Man is a spirit. He lives in a body and he possesses a soul. The soul is the mind, the will, and the emotions. Okay? So your body and your soul, that Bible is medicine for. You didn't hear a word I said. Now, some of y'all wouldn't think about and shouldn't think about depending on where your faith is and what your doctor has said, wouldn't think about not taking your blood pressure medicine. And if you take it right, you take it the same time every day, like your doctor told you. Is that right? So God says of his medicine, his word, the Bible, Take my word, listen to it, keep it in front of your eyes, never let it get out of your heart. And if you do, it will be medicine to your spirit and to your soul and to your body. It'll heal your body. It'll bring peace to your mind. It'll give you joy. Anyway, I'm just, I'm just waiting on you to find your Bible. If you have it, hold it up. I don't, I don't like to preach to a church that doesn't have a Bible because I might tell you anything. And if I ever tell you anything that's not in that book, don't you dare listen. But if it's in that book, those 66 books, those 1,166 pages from Genesis 
to Revelations. From Genesis to Revelation. If it's in there, you're obligated to it. If you believe that's truth that trumps fact, shout not. Men are liars. Oh, look at y'all. Men are liars. But the book says, and the book is right and they are wrong. The book says, let every man be a liar, but let God be true. Hallelujah. And he is not just true. He is truth. So it doesn't matter what the fact is, because the facts are visible and subject to change. The book said, while we look not at things which are seen, but things which are not seen, for the things which are seen, excuse me while I quote it to you, because I love it. While we look not at things which are seen, but at things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal and subject to change. So if you can see it or contact it with your five senses, I got good news for you today. It can change. Don't you dare look at your husband like that. I didn't say he could change. I said, it could change. All right, are you ready? So I'm going to put a little word on you today. Romans chapter 6, verse 16. Please don't rely on this. This is for folks who are new. Right? You need a well-worn Bible. Now, I understand a lot of folks, you know, you use your phone, your iPad, your, your uh, PC, what, whatever it is you have. I understand that. But it'd be real good for you to keep a book. Because God gave us written down words. He didn't give us an iPad. Why is that important? So you can write in it. So you can mark T and T. You go through my Bible, all through it. T and T. What does that mean? Tried and tested. I worked that one and it worked for me. He said he was wounded for my transgressions, bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was laid upon him. That one's got a TT beside it, honey. Because when the doctor looked at me and said vocal cord cancer, I got a hold of that one. I ain't got no help in here. All right. Here we go. Romans chapter 6 and verse 16. Don't you realize that grace frees you? Look at me. Here is the greatest conundrum and dilemma in the current church world. What is grace? How does it operate? How do I live according to its precepts? Now I'm about to fix you. And I could fix you with one verse of scripture, but I gave you a whole book. Are you ready? Here it is. Don't you realize that grace frees you? Now just put your finger in your Bible, but close it and take that down. Grace frees you. Here's the problem. There's been too much emphasis on the wrong syllable. Did y'all get that? If you shoot that camera through this, 
it makes me look real spiritual, like the glory is all around me. So grace frees me so I can do what I want, when I want, how I want, with anybody I want. Okay, at some point, somebody better throw a Bible at me because I just lied to you. My mom had now gone to heaven. We had the woodshed and we had a thing called a switch which you had to go out and cut off the tree yourself. Uh-huh. And think about it on the way back. And she said, don't bring no worn out with Don't bring none with the saps gone all out of. No, Bridley, bring one that's got a little whip at the end of it. Because I'm about to nettle your legs. Anybody ever had your legs nettled? Yeah, it's a wonder you act like you do. Anyway, you get your legs nettled, you straighten up. Abuse. No, abuse is to not love your children and train them. Because you not only abuse them, you abuse everybody they going to abuse. Good God, I feel like preaching today and y'all feel like going on. My mother would train us. But then we were her children. So there's a very, very important question to be answered. You are free by grace. You're free. You don't have to come to church. You're free. That's what it said. Give me the verse. Give me the verse. Don't you realize that grace frees you? Stop. Now, if that's what I preach to you, you do anything you want. You and I, we could like hook up. God don't care. I'm free. You're free. Ain't none of his business. Me and you could go get one toke over the line. Sweet Jesus. Hoping that the train is on time. Going downtown to the railway station. One toke over the line. Why are you looking at me from? I'm free. Hold, hold, my, hold my microphone. Hold it with that hand. Thank you. Yeah, I can even make you help me. Take your watch. I'm free. I don't have to tithe. I'm free. Can't be telling me nothing. I'm free. I'm loose. Preacher told me one time, said, I don't know what to do with all these women. I said, you the one loosed them. 
Look at me. Don't be telling me I need to be in the dormitory by curfew. I am free. Pray. Ain't nobody got no time for that. Seek the face of God. I'm busy. Put on enough clothes, what looked like they were ironed on, and get up in front of God's people and let your lascivious spirit spill all over everybody. You're free. Go where you want. Do what you want. Here is the truth. If that is true, why are you here? Right. Come on, Pastor. Come on. Why don't you just go home? We don't need a Bible. What do we need a Bible for? We're free. Grace made us free. I don't need to repent. What do you think I am, a sinner? I've been free. Jesus died, gave his life, shed his blood so the whole wide world could be free because we are now under grace. I'm just asking you a question. We are free. Love who you want. Hate who you want. Say what you want. Go where you want. You're in grace. And grace, you got Bible for it. Grace frees you. And that's where modern preachers will stop that verse. Because they don't have enough backbone. Jelly-legged, lily-livered. Yeah, I'm talking about you. Afraid they're going to offend somebody. You're going to think offended when they stand before the great white throne judgment to give an account of their deeds done in their flesh and you're standing there and they are screaming at you as they stare hell in the face because you wouldn't tell them the truth. I thought you'd shout a little bit better, but don't you realize that grace frees you to choose? If I didn't say another word today, I could drop the mic and be finished. Because what the grace of Jesus Christ did for you is give you back your ability to choose. That's the long of it. That's the short of it. That is the totality of it all. Grace gave you the freedom to choose because you were under a hard taskmaster, my dear lady, my precious sir, you, you were under a hard taskmaster. His name is Satan. And don't you be coming up in here acting like you lived your life as you pleased. You live your life as you were commanded by your overlord.
You happy when he says you can be happy. You're sad when he says you can be sad. He makes you love what you shouldn't and hate what you shouldn't. No, I'm in control. You have no control but choice. That's the reason he said, I hear God. I set before you today life, death, blessing, cursing. You choose whom you will serve. If you choose your flesh, your will, your way, what I want, I have a right. Nobody's telling me anything. If you sow to your flesh, you shall of your flesh reap corruption. The wages of sin is death. The gift of God is eternal life. If you shall sow to your desires, there is a way. I've quoted about 90 scriptures to you already. There is a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. It is appointed unto man once to die. Now, here, here's, here's a staggering fact. The death rate among human persons remains immovably at 100%. Did you hear me? Look at somebody next to you and with all the grace and kindness you can muster, say, I'll probably attend your funeral. How could he say, what, you think you're getting out of here alive? I don't mean the service. Hold on. People. I'm talking, you're not getting off this blue marble planet alive. So the lie is, better get what you can get, take what you can take, trample on anybody and anything that stands in your way. If this is not true, then there is no heaven. There is no hell. There is no God, neither devil. There is only eat and live for tomorrow we die. And that's it. The rest of it is just religious gibberish. I don't need this to try to love my wife. I can go to marriage counseling. Why well, I need with that? Huh? I don't need this 
When the doctor says I have to die and cannot live, I just go to another doctor. If this is not true, then what the howdy-doody are we doing? That's right. I got no time for that. Man, there's boats to ride and cars to buy and airplanes to fly in and places to go and people to see and drinks to drink and coke to snort and I mean, if it's not true, That's right. but what if it is, what if it's true? What if heaven is real? What if hell is real? What if Jesus Christ rose from the dead on the third day? What if the God that created me, like somebody created this watch, and when it gets broken, only they know how to fix it. What if God, your creator, already set a plan in motion to give you life more abundantly, sufficient in quality, superior in quantity? Just look at somebody next to you and say, what if it's true? What if it's true? But if it's true, hell, hell is real too. And if it's true, then he demands surrender of my life completely to his lordship with his word as our contract and the blood of his son on Calvary's cross, the price to seal the contract between himself and me. And that's it. Now he said, I set before you Life, death, blessing, cursing, you choose. Here is a powerful, overwhelming grace of God that while we were yet sinners, in due time, Jesus Christ died for the ungodly and became the propitiation, the price paid for your sins and yours and mine. God did not separate us from himself. Man did that because God put him in the elegant garden of Eden, sat him there, no sickness, no pain, no sorrow, no mourning, no weeping, no tears, no burden, 
no, no sickness and disease, no pain and infirmity. For thousands and thousands and thousands of years, our pristine parents lived in that garden in the presence of their creator. Until one day, after God had said, you may choose any tree in this garden for food except one. That's all it took. God like didn't even lay out a smorgasbord. He tried to help us. He didn't say of these 2,921 trees, you cannot eat. But of the 450 million trees, you may. He said, you have all of them except one. Why? Hasn't that ever tormented you? Why didn't he just cut that thing down and be done with it? And we would have lived in the paradise of God, free from poverty, sickness, and sin until this moment. In fact, one of the greatest Christian minds that ever lived wrote a book called Paralandra. That book, if you can ever get it, get it. It's been out of print for about a hundred years. Paralandra. C.S. Lewis, it deals with the notion that man has lived up until this moment in the paradise of God and the fall of man is just about to happen. There they were, one tree, watch me, which symbolizes to us the same choice we have today. He's not giving you 42 choices. He's giving you one. Life, death, blessing, cursing. And then he says to you, Pick your walnut, you choose. I'm not going to influence you, except to let you know I love you. How do we know today that he loves us? For God so loved this world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe upon him would not perish, but have everlasting life choose. So after he says choose, then he's, he tries to nudge us a little bit and he says, why don't you choose life? Why don't you just go ahead and grab for the gusto? Who in their right mind would choose death? That proves to you how Satan has the minds of men blinded. They think to serve God is a burden. You have to go to church? What? Have to? 
when you understand what's going on in here, we ought to have to put a 12-foot barbed wire fence around this place and dare people to try to get in. Do you understand? There are only two opposing realities. Life, death. You become alive in Jesus Christ, you have heaven to go to heaven in. You don't. You got hell on earth and hereafter too. What do people do? It's always amazing to me, Pastor Tim. It's amazing to me how religious everybody gets when they're staring death in the face. Whew, something's happening. We are in a struggle between light and darkness right now. In this moment. One choice. Life or death. Light or darkness. God, his word. Or culture, which promises you the rainbow and delivers the rain. You know it. God knows it. And I know it. Finish the verse. No, go back. Don't you realize, listen carefully, that grace, the unmerited favor of God, grace, frees you to choose because without the cross, there was no grace. There was mercy, but not grace. Grace is the availability of God's power to deliver you, unmerited. Grace frees you. We could say the cross has freed you to choose your own master. But choose carefully. Watch. For you surrender yourself to become a servant bound to the one you choose to obey. And you can't do this. I'm in on Sunday, but out on Sunday afternoon. I, I might get back in a Wednesday a month, but then I'm out when that guy cuts me off in traffic.
I'm in in chapel. And then I let him in on Friday night. This like serious stuff. It's real quiet in here. Did you notice that? Either you're bored or God's talking to you. Grace frees you to choose. You turn innocence into holiness, which is power by a choice. Before truth is revealed to you, you're in innocence. That's a reason the Bible says at one time God winked at sin, but now commands all men to repentance. Why? The truth is out. He came out. I really wanted to preach right there, but I said, the truth is out because on the third day, the stone got rolled away and truth showed up. His name is Jesus. And he died and was resurrected from the dead for one reason, to let you choose to be free. Carefully. Choose carefully, for you surrender yourself to be the servant bound to the one you choose to obey. So here's, here's my question for you today. You want to be a servant or a son? You want to be a slave or a son? I choose to be a son. To as many as would receive him, Jesus, he gave them power to become the sons of God. Everybody standing. No one moving, please, just for a moment. Just for a moment. I have a friend, he wrote a song. It said, every man is born locked up in prison. Every man wants to find the key. Every man wants to soar like an eagle, but only the blood washed can truly be free. 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 By his amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost. But now I'm found. I was blind. And now I see. (laughs) 
born in sin and clothed in death. Mercy was my plea. But love compelled the heart of God to send grace down to me. Born in sin and clothed in death, mercy was my plea. But love compelled the heart of God and sent grace down to me. Oh, grace. Sing, Chris. Lost in sin, a wretched soul, desperate to be free. Oh, precious one, God's holy son, grace went to Calvary. Oh, grace. Every head bowed, every eye closed just for a moment of quietness. Imagine you're in that garden. God said, you can have all the trees. Just don't touch that one. Let me give you a choice. Don't touch that one. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but Satan came subtly into that garden and whispered in her pristine parents' ear, asked the question, has God said you will surely die? You will not die. Look at it. Look at it. It's so pleasant. It's so pleasing. It promises you everything. Just one bite. Just one choice. And so they partook. They disobeyed. And by that singular act, sin invaded the bloodstream of all humanity. But in that very moment, God had already made a plan. He banished them to the eastern plains of sterile Eden. He set a flaming sword in front of the tree of life. And he said, I refuse to leave them in this state. So he put another tree on the top of a hill covered in the skulls of men. Golgotha. There he sacrificed his only son. And on the third day, brought him back from the dead and says to you, I loved you so much, I refuse to live without you. And so now we come not to the garden tree, but to Calvary's tree, where hangs the suffering, sighing, dying, wheezing, bleeding Son of God. And he says to you, I'm doing this for you. I'm giving you your choice back. You've been bound, but you can be free. Thank you, Lord. I came to give you the choice. 
heaven or hell, life or death. Choose life. Choose me. Choose victory. Choose joy. Choose peace. Choose freedom. Choose me, Jesus said. And so today, I give you that opportunity. I give you that opportunity right now. In a moment, I'm going to count to three. And when I say three, you want to go to heaven and know you're on your way there. I'm not asking you to join a church. I'm not asking you to believe a man. I haven't told you anything but what that Bible tells you. This isn't a philosophy. This is reality. Heaven is real. Hell is real. But God sends no one there. Hell was made for the devil and his angels. And if you go there, it will be simply because you made the wrong choice today. What about you? What about you? This time tomorrow, I may be in heaven and you may not be. I pray not. And that's why we built this place. And that's why we're here. And that's why we sing. And that's why we take care of your children. And that's why we have tailgate parties. For one reason. To give men and women the choice. Choose Jesus. Choose him. He'll work out everything else. But today, choose Jesus. Now your heart tells you because... Believe it or not, your heart is wicked. It doesn't want you to choose Jesus. It's being influenced by the culture, influenced by the devil. And he's telling you, just wait. You don't have to do it now. But then the Bible says, today, right now, is the day, the moment of your salvation. Right now. Everybody that's glad you chose Jesus, let everybody else know it. What do people do that don't have him? What would people do when they look at you and say, as they did, your baby is dead? What do they do? Who do they go to? What do they reach out for? I'll tell you a reason. They're not running down these aisles right now. It's this ungodly affluence. We're the richest nation on earth. We got more doctors and nurses and hospitals than we know what to do with. We we are gluttons. We stuff ourselves with food. We drive the best. We live in the best. We look the best. We care for ourselves the best. And we feel we have no need of him. There will come a time when your trembling hand will reach out for a hand that's bigger than yours. Choose him today. I feel his presence and power. Choose Jesus now. Tomorrow's not promised to you. On three, today I choose Jesus. Today I choose heaven and blessing and I reject hell I choose God I reject Satan I choose Jesus who said he came to give me life 
Oh, I'm alive, but I'm not living. You want to find real life? Find Jesus. I thought I'd have a witness somewhere. I'm counting to three. I feel some people want me to hurry. You want to go to heaven and not hell, have life and not death. God in your life. Make the right choice. Do it right now. No one can do it for you. On three, raise that hand and let's pray. And when we do, you'll be as sure for heaven as if you were already there because you made the right choice. Do it now. One, two, three. Raise that hand and leave it up. Leave it up. Don't put it down. Leave it up. Come on, leave it up. You know what everybody in a concert wants to do? They want to get in the mosh pit. They want to get down front. They say all the time, I paid a thousand dollars to get seats on the 42nd row. But then when you give them a chance to get up front in church, they get nervous. But we're going to give you a chance right now, like these have already done. Because if you're ashamed of Jesus, he said, I'll be ashamed of you. But he said, if you'll step out for me, I'm going to step out for you. Everybody that raised your hand as quickly as you can, come on, get in the mosh pit. We call it the altar. Come on, every one of you. Come on. Come on, let grace help you make the right choice. Come on. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.